Hello, everyone, and welcome to another terrifying edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined, as always, by my fabulous co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you this week? Fucking terrified, dude. Dude, I'm fucking telling you. We watched... I picked up on it that time. <laughs> yeah. I know, Anybody that listened to Terrifier 1 knows exactly what I mean when I yeah, say Yeah, he that. didn't read yeah. the script this time. I didn't read the script, no. No. And I want to go ahead and emphasize real quick, this is going to be our very first episode where we are not flying with notes yep. whatsoever this review is no notes there is no honestly our whole itinerary is going to be a little bit different because yeah. this movie is two and two hours and 20 minutes long we felt that it wasn't possible for us to deliver our content in an hour and 30 minutes if we went scene by scene with this movie and if damien leon gets to go out of the structure so do we <laughs> so i will say that this is probably the best movie that we've watched this entire year. So, Eric, I'm probably going to go ahead and give you a reprieve for the first time where you don't Thank actually... fucking yeah, goodness. Again, if Damien Leone gets to flip the <laughs> script, we'll do it this week, too. I have your itinerary this week. We are starting with David Howard Thornton as... Let's go! Art the Clown. Let's go! The, the newest master of disaster. Back. Right? Uh, so then we have Lauren Lavetta as Sienna, mm. which, mm. good gracious God, you want to talk about a final girl in this movie. Uh, We're we, talking goaded. We have uh, Samantha Scafidi returning as Victoria Hayes. We have uh, Kaylee Hyman. Oh, man, I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, yes. as Brooke, we have Katie McGuire. It's not as easy as it looks, <laughs> is it? <laughs> hi man <laughs> like it is what it is <laughs> we have katie mcguire returning as monica brown melissa rose as miss principi <laughs> nice <laughs> which, which i don't think they even like say her yeah. name in the movie you got it we have casey hartnett as ally we have Gri griffin santo pietro mm -hmm. as eric yeah. Where is Jonathan on this cast Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now, now, people want to talk shit about how I can't pronounce shit and how I have to like go through and like figure out what the highlights are and that kind of thing. Welcome to it, motherfucker. This is it. This and is we, what Raw looks like. We have Elliot Fullman as Jonathan, who is weirdly on the IMTB list below Chris Jericho as Burke. <laughs> Who the fuck was Burke in this movie? That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like there was literally yeah. not. I guess that's where I sound like Charlie Day. But Yeah, yeah. That's the territory. <laughs> Anybody who thinks that uh, John sounds like Charlie Day, go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Or just message us because I really just want to know what That'll this point. be our barometer for people who believe that is whether or not we get Patreon subscribers. <laughs> so, Eric... Uh, I know I had... Oh, sorry. I like Actually, how you just quit the cast list. That's my favorite. I <laughs> literally read everybody that was important, and there were only three important characters. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but most notably, written and directed by Damien Leone. Oh, my God. Like, look, I don't really give applause out like this, man. But, like, straight up, this is one of the best horror movies I've seen this year, if not, like, one of the best horror movies that I've ever seen. This is my favorite genre, subgenre, yeah. slasher. Right? <laughs> You've taken a character that I predicted to become somebody that I would learn to adore if you mm -hmm. took him to another level. You absolutely did. Story, the budget was there, the production value and everything. I'm just going to go ahead and supersede the whole, like, first impressions <laughs> question and everything. Just say, I think we're already in it. I think we're balls deep right now. fucking 
fucking floored me. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and say all the hype this Halloween, this October, mm. was Halloween ends. Y'all motherfuckers should have gone and seen Terrifier 2 instead. And Smile and Barbarian. True. 100%. And, and this movie came out of the woodwork for the people that were the indie horror fans. Damien Leone, thank you for this one. Real shit. So, written and directed by Damien Leone and the special effects... Also done by Damien Leone. I was watching, so I saw this in theaters, and there was that point at the very end where they do the, they did the behind the scenes look at it, and just listening to David Howard Thornton talk about how much special effect went into this movie on the practical side of things. And how much time the that Damien Leone dedicated to that? He's mm. like, oh well, we can't, you know, record for like two or three weeks because of COVID. So right, and he's just like, okay, well, I'm gonna design these incredible aspects for the scene. And for me personally, I really thought, and, I, and Eric, I told you this, I felt like. Anthony Savini was on set. Yeah. I thought the, yeah, the the master of practical effects real shit. was upon us. Uh-huh. There was just this sense of like, okay, here's how we're going to do the bodies. Here's how we're going to do the blood squirts. Mm-hmm. Here's how we're going to do the, the scenes of violence and gore and all that kind of shit. And I feel like that's where people like us really kind of fall into this category is seeing, oh my God, it's not just like, oh, this is gore porn or whatever. It's like, how did you make that happen? Yeah. That was fucking incredible. So again, Damien Leone, hats off to you. This was absolutely fucking mesmerizing. A hundred percent. I mean, I I was, I was uh, like, uh, I'll be real with you. I was put off by the runtime when I initially saw it. Because like two hours and 28 minutes or whatever this clocked in at plus or minus mm-hmm. five was fucking ridiculous like at first glance i was like what are we doing like is this a fucking like peter jackson production (laughs) you know what i'm saying no not even it kind of just flowed you know what i mean it really did and that's a mark of a great director if you can keep somebody engaged for two and a half hours on something that doesn't Mm -hmm. like i'm not saying this to like even imply disrespect right but like this didn't have a whole, but that's hard in horror. This that's what I'm saying. This didn't have a is whole like lot of the plot. Mark. <laughs> this didn't have a whole lot of plot. This didn't have a ton of lore or like mm. subplots or things that were moving underneath the main story or anything to really carry that like runtime. And yet it was cohesive. And yet it never really let off the gas once it got going. And it didn't take long to get going either. There's part of that that I agree with, and there's part of that that I disagree with. I do agree that it wasn't. That it wasn't like the underlying theme the entire time. Mm-hmm. But I will say the plot points that you get throughout the movie definitely carry that pace sure. a little bit. Because there's there's so many instances like when they talk about the girl in the circus mm-hmm. and they talk about uh, the, her dad giving her the sword mm-hmm. and all of these moments that we'll get into here in the podcast totally. here in a minute. But they're there's so many instances where I was just like, oh my God, like this dude's really carrying this plot mm-hmm. so far forward with yeah. what he's working with, which was too I totally agree. <laughs> and that's kind of what my thing, and I guess what I'm saying is like, I'm used to like that movie that's clocking in at like, you know, the sweet 90, that North of like 150 minutes. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to there being a lot more 
scene cuts. Okay, this is happening simultaneously with yes. this scene cut. This is happening simultaneously. This is the main plot. This is the development of these main characters. That we really only had five characters, six characters that we right. were moving between at any given point, and all of these things were happening all at the same time, mm-hmm. which was crazy. It wasn't like there were like different stories, or this was happening in the past, or this in the future. You know, mm-hmm. so. So again, like jumping on to getting into the movie, yeah, yeah, and kind of like diverting from what we typically do in some of these longer episodes. So for y'all who have seen it so far, one of the things that I'm an absolute slut for in sequels and trilogies, sagas, whatever, uh, one thing that I felt like they really took from Halloween and Halloween Two is I love when things pick up exactly where they left off right there yeah we're we're in the same scene mm-hmm. we're with the coroner who's mm-hmm. fucking bleeding out and he's calling for fucking you know or he's trying to call on the mm-hmm. phone he's like what i need a doctor <laughs> oh shit i have the doctor <laughs> and then for kill number one i sent I, I sent all the doctors to get me a bacon egg and cheese <laughs> <laughs> and all i got was this tiny hammer <laughs> right the name of her Fallout Boy song, you know. <laughs> We're going hammer in a radio that ill. So, 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 so we get the first kill, which yeah. again, I do actually, I do want to preface this movie with the fact that there are reports of people vomiting and fainting in the theater. Yeah, and I don't know where that puts us so, as people. So, like real shit. Like here, here's my thing about this, right? Um, people. I'm, look, this is going to be a really broad statement. I promise I'm going to offend people when I say this. <laughs> just, like a, just throwing that out there. People, with, ass, people so. with weak fucking constitutions have no business going into a slasher movie, period. No, let alone no. one that has hype behind it like this. Well, the Damien Leone. What are you doing <laughs> in an independent horror slasher movie in the first place if you can't handle gore? <laughs> Who brought you there? Like, these are bigger questions than whether or not there are morals <laughs> behind making a movie like this, right? <laughs> On that note, like without getting too far into the plot, like too ahead of ourselves here, I didn't see anything in this movie that was too egregious. So like temper that like Sure. Temper that hype from the media and from the press that we're talking about. Like, hey, sure. you probably want to avoid this if you have it. It's kind of like, dude, if you saw Terrifier the first, you know what I'm saying? It's it's just one of those things th- for me. My theory, and I've never been in somebody, in the theater with somebody that was throwing up because I watched this at like noon on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> True. So it was okay. me, my friend, yeah. and like two other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But I do think it was like Allison's scene that we'll get to here in a little bit because it was just like it was equivocal to the Bucci scene in the first movie where it was just that's what I'm saying it was was, so over the top that was infinitely like not even infinitely that was like proportionately like disturbing to what we saw in the second one you know what I mean and so it's just one of those things for me where it's like I, I look any press that gets people to go see this movie and it like generates interest for you and you want to go see this yeah. movie, go see this movie because of the press. Absolutely use yeah. that as your excuse and all that shit. But like, it's one of those things for me where it's like, I don't buy into that like concept of like, this is the grossest movie ever made and people can't right. stop vomiting in theaters. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, dude. It, like, what? <laughs> uh, I did have an interesting conversation with the uh, We Love Horror podcast about how they had asked like what's your favorite movie what's the scariest movie that you've seen and i was telling them i was like i feel like when you do what we do and especially for us where we turn horror into comedy yeah 
it loses a lot of that yeah. luster as far as like the bloodlust, yeah. right? And like what is what makes something scary to you? Because ultimately it's not for us. We aren't psychologically invested into these things. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like this isn't causing like harm to and it's not that like it's I want not... to thank my grandmother for that. <laughs> I, I almost would argue, like generally speaking, like with this whole debate about like desensitization and film and that kind of right. thing. That it has nothing to do with that as much as it does we have the capability to like process that what we're watching isn't fucking real. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so and that's like, kind of where I fall on the right. spectrum. It's, it's just like, okay, well, it didn't actually happen. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyways, get, getting into like the main parts of the story, you know, we get art back, mm-hmm. right? We have the introduction of the pale girl is how she's referred to cool. in mm-hmm. the IMDb status. And she just kind of has like, I think this is another thing that probably made people a little sick was she had like the black period yeah, all, yeah, yeah. all over yeah. the fucking floor. Yeah. And like, then she plays patty cake with art and mm-hmm. art gives, gives us our kill number two, kill mm-hmm. number fucking two. Just this poor bastard that's hanging out in the laundromat, like nap time. Don't you know what sleep I mean? in a laundromat. No. Have you lost your fucking mind? Yeah, Do you know who can go into a laundromat? Yeah. Anyone. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny too, like watching that part of the scene because at the end of it, he's like mopping up, mm-hmm. but he's so crouched down. You're like, why the fuck is half of this mop? missing and it's like oh because they put it through homeboys don't yeah right <laughs> and then we meet lauren la Beta. uh-huh welcome and to it sienna lauren if you're listening to this right now you fucking crushed this movie thank you you thank crushed you. this shit i don't know if you're because you've been doing so much posting for yeah. everybody for terrifier 2 yeah i was the one that made the final girl video yeah. about you <laughs> no you are forever my final girl like I'm straight up you. i'm i like a hundred percent It's absolutely a spirit. It is something that lives in all of us. And you were the personification of that idea. Of what it takes to be that. You know what I mean? 100%. And we'll get into that a little bit more towards the end. Because that's really kind of where they shine that Mm -hmm. aspect of it. But this is our fucking... This is like, you know, queen of queens kind Mm -hmm. of territory for like a character to... Again, Damien Leone. Great fucking job. Again, I don't like throwing around the word love letter very often, but this is one of those... (laughs) Only about X. (laughs) Yeah, this is one of those love letters to slasher movies. You know what I mean? This is one of the... This is a caretaker of the Mm subgenre and the film industry itself as it pertains to horror and everything. You wrote an incredible character. Absolutely. And, like, uh, there's something I really want to talk to David Howard Thornton and Lauren Levetta at at some point because I really want to know if that chemistry that they had was organic or if that was something they really had to work on. Mm -hmm. Again, we're talking about this movie was made pandemic era. Yeah, I think they started filming in 2019 and got the bulk of this done in 2020, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 So it's just one of those things where like, I really want to know because watching their parallels against each other were incredible. It was, and I, and I'm really starting to realize that's why she got the Sydney Prescott comparison mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. because it was, it wasn't that it sh- she was being compared to Sydney Prescott. It was that she was getting compared to Sydney Prescott and Ghostface. Yeah. And, and like seeing her rival throughout yeah. all of this. And mm-hmm. that's so 
fucking cool. It's that so is sick. so cool. Yeah. So anyways, we we meet Lauren Levetta. We realize that she is a cosplayer, which for a lot of us nerds out here, we're like, that is super sick. Yeah, Yeah. that's so cool. Nothing but respect for people that hand make their Halloween costumes, dude. Like, period. Like, if you're the type of person that can spend, uh, I think they like referenced a couple times how long it took her to make this. And it was like. You know, Three months is what she said, but then five months. The friend months, was like yeah. five months and that kind of thing. It kind of doesn't matter once you're you like once you're getting numbers like that. You yeah. know what I mean? That's an investment of time, energy, <laughs> money, all that shit. Like mad respect to people that can cosplay like that with that kind Absolutely. of energy. Bring that fucking conviction into it, dude. Hundred percent. Fuck spirit Halloween. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wait, no, they do charities and we need them. <laughs> That's cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> But no, respectively, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so then we kind of get into something that I really loved, which was like their allusion to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Which obviously, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I am a fucking whore for Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, So it was really cool. You know, she's falling asleep watching TV. She gets sucked into Mm -hmm. one of the commercials that she was watching on her way in. And we just get like this super fucking brutal brutal fucking scene yeah. of art the clown who has a food truck and yeah. it's and it feels fucked up because art has a food truck and i and don't so do yet <laughs> ironically in your dreams you also have a food truck yes yeah yeah the symbolism wasn't lost i'm starting to figure out why you rated this movie what you rated it <laughs> I was like, oh my God, am I art? I'm like, no. No. I can't come back to life from blowing my brains out. No. (laughs) We do have our final girl, Lauren Levetta, which I feel like I'm almost about like Alison Brie with her. Where like, I can keep referring to her as Sienna, but like... She, it's easier to call her by her proper fucking name. You but know what I mean? she crushed yeah. this because role she's so sorta, hard. She sort of transcended this role. Again, like I we keep like doing this thing, and this is part of our new format where we're kind of like feeling like feeling this out. That kind of thing. <laughs> I don't want to keep harping on how good of a job Lauren did, but I'm going to keep harping on <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? But but, but there's no other excuse. Like, holy for shit. It, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so we have, you know the the clown going Scarface and be like, okay, I'm reloaded yeah. and just fucking blowing yeah. away like yeah. four kids. Uh, and then we have the Art Krispies, mm-hmm. which are full of like crickets and razor blades. Yep. There's a prize at the bottom, allegedly. Yeah. We never see it. Art but, yeah, starts yeah. setting people on fucking fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's this really weird, like, you know, hillbilly fucking mountain version of, like, what was the name of the song? Uh, the Clown Cafe. The Clown Cafe, dude. And it's I want to be. It's a little funny. So, this is my thing. This shit's going to be stuck in my head for a week, dude. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but what I loved about this was, like, it, it felt, and this is the thing, it felt so Nightmare on Elm Street because. She literally crawls over to this other record because, yeah. like, essentially, they're all sitting in like this giant recording area mm-hmm. and like uh, a TV set. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. Sienna fucking crawls over to the box. She sticks her hand in the fucking cereal box. It's full of broken glass and mm-hmm. razor blades. She's and all like, this ah, shit. that hurt. <laughs> and then you see that look on her face when she finds the sword the that we, yeah, yes. that we've seen yes. already in the movie. She pulls it out. And as art starts to blow the flamethrower at her, it just refracts 
mm-hmm. the fucking the flames back and it she wakes up her wings are on fire that she was cosplaying mm-hmm. and we kind of move into the mother which had some of my favorite dialogue yeah. in this whole movie Get because, writing just mm, yeah, chef's kiss yeah so we you know the mother's like oh fuck she brings in the uh, extinguisher she puts out the wings and now we cut to like Sierra and the mother sit, sitting in the fucking dining room and she just goes you left candles burning all night <laughs> are you fucking stupid <laughs> have are, you lost <laughs> your fucking mind are you fucking stupid i was like i don't think so no but. <laughs> yeah because she didn't right yeah. like that was like you're saying elm street right yeah exactly the, the blurring between the dream and the reality right? and that's something that i'm really excited to see about yeah. in three yeah be- we got some trans-dimensional <laughs> shit happening here. Yeah, we, we have some real shit to talk yeah. about. I feel like we have to speed up this podcast just to talk about all the shit That's that we're I'm looking saying. for for three. Yeah, we might just be in the, you know, makings yeah. of our first yeah. two-hour podcast. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Stay tuned. Strap your fucking seatbelts on, kids. Because we're... Strap yeah. in your booties, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, you know, then we kind of go through the scenes where, like, any horror movie kind of explains, like, oh, weird shit's happening. Oh, weird sh- shit's happening to you. Oh, weird shit's happening yeah. to me. And we wind up at one of the be- probably one of the best shot early scenes in a horror movie mm-hmm. when they're at the Spirit Halloween. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, because <laughs> this is, like, generally what the experience is at Spirit Halloween, right? These are um, effective people who and again i'm going to offend somebody on this podcast and i kind of don't give a shit but like people that shop at spirit halloween like fucking unironically are either <laughs> lacking creativity income or have waited to the last fucking minute to get a halloween costume sure. together, right and so well, sienna showed us that <laughs> sienna showed us that because she's buying replacement wings she grabbed some what was the other item that she bought she bought like some face paint maybe or something like that i don't really remember it, it was something something, it was something. It, the the plus or minus was that she had like two items and it was like thirty three dollars thirty five dollars you know what I mean I was like god damn dude like talk about like I understand why these people can afford to like just like open up fucking establishments <laughs> once a year for like eight weeks and they close down and they're good they're in the black for the next 365 days you know what I mean <laughs> But yeah, man, it it was our uh, stereotypical like minimum wage part time guy behind the counter and everything, mm. and all of this is being fielded by her homie is like kind of the, it like sort of like oh Allison yeah yeah, yeah, yeah is yeah. sort of like talking her through like I guess just like hey are you okay because like you know that shit like you know you kind of like almost set your house on fire last night you know what I mean and all that and like Art the Clown kind of just shows up too at one mm-hmm. point and he's like doing the thing and like we have a really amazing scene like we'll like skip a couple of the details or whatever because this was one of the scenes that you pointed out to me you're like I know you're gonna love this shit <laughs> um Oh, the glasses? Yeah, there is there is a rack of novelty sunglasses, like costume sunglasses, uh, right in front of the register and everything. And this was some of the most, like, Three Stooges fucking shit I've ever seen in my life, where Art is trying on the sunglasses and everything. And, like, Sienna and the cashier are both, like, slack jaw watching him, like, try these on and, like, striking different Which poses. Which I, I would shit. like to point out between uh Damien Leone yeah. and David Howard Thornton cuz Damien Leone is so good at doing the hard cut That's shots what I'm saying. 
That's what but I'm saying. But David Howard Thornton is so good at just having a statue yeah. persona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those hard yeah. cuts hit so much harder because he's just like, uh. Yeah, and, and again, like, for those that are unfamiliar, like, art is a mime clown. Like, yeah. it's a different vibe. It's not, it's it's complete silence all the yeah. time, and it's acting through body language and that kind of thing, which is part of the unsettling nature of mm-hmm. art in comparison to other, like, horror clowns or whatever. Mm. Um, but there's such an element of, like, playing with your food, certainly, but also, like, genuine slapstick, I'm an entertainer to yes. art, where he, yes. he loves <laughs> making people laugh and that kind of thing. His, like, dark sense he of He loves making kind of thing. us laugh. Right. He and loves it's, killing it's other so people. It's <laughs> so fucking funny. But he makes them laugh first, you know what I mean? And when people aren't vibing, he's not vibing, you know what I mean? He's trying, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I appreciate that. It's funny you say that because yeah. David Howard Thornton did an amazing job in this movie, as he did in Terrifier 1, totally. of, like, he'd go from that super happy clown face, the, like, cheese, mm-hmm. into, like... Oh God! Right, and just <laughs> that disgruntled, like closer to like a Joaquin Phoenix clown. Yes, you know what I mean. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Really, really carrying that, like you know, that paradigm throughout this whole movie. Um, and Sienna is is like very clearly like um, if you've seen Terrifier one, you know how art operates, and when he attaches to somebody, he fucking attaches to yeah. somebody. That yeah. person's dead. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sienna has effectively been like, I don't know, for a lack of a better way of putting it, like imprinted upon. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so um, it's that like quick, like, yeah, like I, I got like, I don't need a bag for this. I got to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like. And the dude literally goes, I just got bags from the back. No, nah, I got like there. bigger bags over here and I'll be right back. She's like, no, you really don't have to. And he like walks up to her. This is so fucking funny to me. And it's one of those scenes that will only translate again if you aren't like creeped out by this. But it's like the humor is, is never lost on me in horror especially when it's intentional <laughs> right where he grabs like a bicycle horn and kind of creeps up he's doing that like you can ha- almost hear the pink panther yeah, theme yeah, behind 100%. him 100 <laughs> dun, 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 dun. you know what i mean and he sneaks up beside her kind of comes up from under the counter and has the horn right against her ear and everything and like is about to blow it and she's <laughs> she literally goes please don't she literally goes Please don't blow that horn. Like, she's equal parts terrified and, like, put off and, like, just, like, I'm not fielding this shit today. You know what I mean? And he, like, he doesn't even blow it fucking once. He does it, like, 300 times directly in her ear. You and know that's such mean? a stick, too. All that I could think about was, like, I, I, you haven't seen Smiling Friends, but, like, for mm-hmm. the homies out there that have seen Smiling Friends, like, the only thing that I could think about, oh, that was right in my ear, dude. You know, it was like, it was so fucking funny to me. Serious, I'm like Fight Club. I'm like, why the ear, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And Dude, maybe there's like a Tyler Durden like <laughs> element to this. Maybe like all of us are art. I don't know. Anyway, like my boy oh, comes. No. <laughs> my boy comes back with a bigger bag and everything, and he's like, yo, like, hey. Like, okay. You're going to stop causing trouble yeah. here? You got to um, knock this the fuck off. Like, I, I think at one point he had like a uh, like a party horn in his mouth. He was like, <laughs> hey, you put it in your mouth, you got to buy it. And you were like, that's what your mom says. <laughs> or something like that. It was so fucking good. Nope, that's verbatim. Anyway, like. Because um, it is what your mom says. <laughs> it is what your mom, that's what I'm saying. And so, like, um, plus or minus, like, 
uh, Sienna exits safely, yeah, right, with her yeah, friend. Yeah. I think her friend left earlier, but I don't really, it, it, who cares? Which but is like, weird, because they meet up directly after yeah, the Yeah, yeah, at, like, the next location. But uh, we have our exchange between Art and the shopkeep, right? You want to go there? Yeah, yeah. so I, I love this scene in any movie. Yeah. When Art, like, walks up to the glass door, he flips the sign to close and locks the door. And I Because was... we have this moment, right? I'm sorry to cut you off, but, like, we talk about this a lot on this podcast. You have this moment where you go, holy shit, that ancillary character's black. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, you're just, why, that's why I said Eric. And you're just like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> and, he, you know, he locks the door. Art walks back up to the counter. And <laughs> the guy goes... That'll be three fifty or whatever the fuck. Eight ninety nine was how much that bike corn costs. Again, I'm tra- I'm clocking Party City or like fucking Spirit <laughs> Halloween prices on this because you're egregious. So Art starts pulling out like he's puts a chain on the counter. He puts knives, axes, some bigger chains. knives, bigger chains, and the bigger guy, hammers. It's just like, dude, are you fucking for real right <laughs> I'm now? I'm going to call the police. Can you pay for this or not? So. My favorite is Art puts a bottle on the on the counter during this scene, and it almost felt like when you watch, you know, when you watch those older school animations, mm-hmm. but everything seems like background animation, and there's one that's like highlighted, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can almost mm-hmm. tell that that's what they're gonna use in the scene. Yeah. That was the beer bottle. If, if this was a Telltale game, that would have been the reaction command. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So Art just fucking ices, fucking dome to the eye, and then just fucking slits his throat with it for kill number three, right? Kill and it's like it's three. like not really because like there's that dream sequence where our people are alive uh, or dead, but there's yeah, like yeah. nine people that die. And, you know what I mean? Like anyway, characters yeah. we never see again. Yeah. This is the beauty of not taking notes. We don't have to be super detailed. This I, time. I, I did think uh, one of the better nuances of this scene was there is a mother and son who walk up to the door of the Halloween yeah. store. And Art's just <laughs> standing there holding this dude's head. Pretending and, to be a prop. Yeah, yeah, and the kid's just like, Mom, look, that's super dope. Yeah. He's holding a black man's head. Yeah. <laughs> Horror movies. Yes. <laughs> you know? She's like, All right, well, they're closed, so we're just going to leave. Yeah. Which, like, that's like the first time in a movie I've seen that people, like, show up, leave, and nothing happens. Yeah, to them. right. Yeah, there was no, like, excessive banging on the door. Hey, I got to get a Halloween costume. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? So then we kind of, like, cut to the school. And the school's weird because there's, like, two kids that are fucking with a dead possum behind a fucking dumpster. Notably, one of which was is uh, Daniel LaRusso's son in Cobra Kai. Yeah. Which wh- I thought was fucking <laughs> fire. I was like, oh my god. I was waiting for him to be like, Cobra Kai! Huh! Well, anybody that knows his character in Cobra Kai at the age that he would have been in 2019 knows that, like, fucking with a dead possum at school is on brand for that character. <laughs> so I was like, alright, this, this is canon. Like, <laughs> unlike all Hallows Eve to Terrifier. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> Dude, but, if Cobra Kai is canon in the Terrifier universe. <laughs> so then we meet Jonathan, who is uh, Sienna's younger brother. Yeah, and he's walking by the dumpster, and the mom's just like, or the uh, kids are just like. You should uh, go call one of the girls over here. He's yeah. like, I don't really want to do that. So they do it anyways. And the whole time I'm sitting there thinking to myself, it's so fucked up that this is the kid that gets laid in high school. Yeah, <laughs> like shitty beanie kid that probably like razor scooters his way to school and shit. You know what I mean? Like, fuck you. 
Well, that's because his parents are both alcoholics. That's okay. They, they, he has to raise her to school. That's okay. That doesn't qualify you as being like a sexual preference for somebody <laughs> like in four or five years. You know what I mean? I don't know. Have you met line cooks? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hello, everyone. I'm John at Under the Floorboards. <laughs> But anyways, I didn't know you're throwing it down like that. Uh, All right, cool. <laughs> no, I am taking ladies, yeah. believe it or not, with my Charlie Day voice and all. You're not getting in there. You're gonna need a crowbar. I'm just letting you know. You bring a crowbar into my house, I'm gonna fuck yours up. <laughs> anyways, uh, so Jonathan is actually like weirdly this kid that's like no we shouldn't fuck with it because he's a good kid but ultimately because yeah. earlier in this movie they do talk about like you know him being obsessed with serial killers yeah. and art the clown and he wants to go as art the clown for halloween and whatnot but ultimately like he he's not that guy he's not no. your Dahmer character because here's the thing man i don't want to hear about being obsessed with a serial killer as being like an idiosyncratic per like personality trait yeah, look at the you podcasts I mean? that are out there look at the pocket look at you're listening to this shit you fucking weirdos you know what I mean? <laughs> how many people do you know are posting like theories about like the Dahmer series on netflix and that kind yeah, of thing on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody you know is obsessed with this <laughs> shit. That's not weird. That's normal. Yeah. It's it's weird, like, from an objective standpoint. It's but human like, curiosity. But, like, culturally speaking, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, you're going to demonize this fucking nice kid that didn't want to fuck with a dead animal at school or, like, yeah. scar some teenage girl for his own benefit. So then we immediately cut into the school. We have Jonathan. He goes to take a piss or whatever, and he's got, like, the hall pass that's just a giant block yeah. of wood that uh, I guess has <laughs> hall pass seared into it. It does. It that, that was somebody, like, from Woodshop made that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, their school is very poor. We need you to make 50 of these. <laughs> okay. We only have 20 classrooms. I know. <laughs> so, then we look, like, he he's, like, drinking in the fountain in the hallway, yeah. looks up, and then we have the pale girl mm -hmm. and Art fucking feasting on the intestines mm -hmm. of this possum and this like maggot ridden possum. <laughs> this was the one for me where it's like if that gross people out i get it yeah but that, that was that really was, the one that was the one you know what i mean <laughs> and uh pale girl kind of like you know quarterback sneaks it over to him and kind of like shovel passes like <laughs> He's Hot like, oh, potato, <laughs> you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of like just throws it on the ground or whatever. Principal uh, fucking nipple slip came out, and yeah, that, <laughs> that was, girl had pokies. Nah, she a wasn't wearing a bra. If she was, holy shit, she had a suit jacket on. That's what I'm saying. How the fuck did I see your nipple, nipples through nipples? Your nipples through <laughs> a fucking her suit. Her nipples were penetrating the bureaucracy. Uh, no, and like it becomes clear to us that our boy is being set up. Right. right? You right. know what I mean? It's just like, oh, fuck, not Jonathan. Yeah, because then the principal, literally just the principal, because why would it work out any other way plot wise, comes mm -hmm. out into the hallway. She looks on the ground and it's a fucking dead possum. And of course, he gets blamed for it. He's being gaslit about it by his mom. And it, it's so funny because, like, there's a cop at their house talking yeah. to the mom. 
Uh, perhaps this was like a resource officer who's just really gung-ho about his job <laughs> or something, but it, it felt like a weird flex because we're talking middle school for this kid, Listen, you know man, what I mean? you probably have a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a Pisces? <laughs> I don't know, man. Mercury's in retrograde. He's just fucking out here killing shit. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I'm fucking telling you. And mom flips her fucking wig, right? Like mom, mom again. Is, mom just delivering the lines. Mom went into like, go to your room and do not speak or piss or fucking you know until I say so. You know, and you it's better just not like, shit without my permission, boy. These were the fucking conversations that I like. I I actively avoided at home, like because it was the same kind of shit. <laughs> It, it wasn't even like a like mark for Eric, mark. Have you been like, murdering? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't even like that. It was just like this. Literally, isn't my fault, and you're mad at me. You know right, what I mean? Right, and it was right. just like like mom's going to mom mode sometimes. <laughs> you're just like, God damn it! I don't feel like fielding this tonight. It's Halloween, right? Yeah, Sienna. You know, she comes home. We get. Lauren, I'm so sorry, but this scene I know was fan service. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because you're getting ready to go out for the night, and all of us really loved that scene. So, yeah. anyways, jumping into... I'm not even going to begin to, like, front here. Like, I'm not about objectifying <laughs> women or anything like that, but holy fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to, yeah. like, probably, like, begin and end this conversation right here. But it was <laughs> it was one of those things that, like, 100% for me was like, nah, that's my final girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. Like, she clearly works out. <laughs> Wonder Woman over here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I was just like, God damn. You, you know? Not my Gal Gadot. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Talking about Gal Gadot. <laughs> but anyways, like, we kind of, like, I know we're moving quickly through this, but again, there's a lot to this movie. Yeah, we and got check, two hours to cover, bro. But also check out our extended cut where we talk a little bit more about some scenes that we don't talk about in this. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. I don't know what else to tell yeah, you. Yeah, like, dudes, he pointed at me and I was halfway through a sip of White Claw and I just didn't even pick that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, straight up, like, I mean, honestly, like, if you haven't picked up on our Patreon yet, like, we've got shit for y'all. We've and got we shit for y'all. <laughs> our entire mission moving forward through the rest of this year and into 2023 is ensuring that you get more than your money's worth back. Yeah, we're asking... For $3. We're asking $3. You know what I mean? And this isn't, like, a begging thing. This isn't one of those, like, I'm not going to force you guys to like spend your money on us no, you, you know no, no, or anything no. like that because god knows because we're still gonna yeah. put just as much page or we're gonna put just as much content out on spotify and apple Podcasts and everything else in between yeah. we just want to be able to give you guys better content and the way that we do that is through your support. direct fan support mm -hmm. i mean it's more than just keeping the lights on at this at, at this point it's it's really ensuring that like the content upgrade from a quality standpoint mm -hmm. happens in a very timely fashion for us and yeah. that kind of thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, just give it a consider. Give it a think. I'm not even trying to pay an editor yet. I'm nah. super down to keep doing <laughs> that. But anyways, yeah. back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, Lauren, uh, she, uh, yeah, Lauren, I'm just going to call her Lauren because that feels more natural Lauren than Sienna. Yeah. La Vera. More, it feels more uh, natural than Sienna. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of suiting up because we get this like kind of thing, like I was talking to John about this. If I had almost set my house on fire the night prior and my brother had gotten in trouble 
like on a suspension, <laughs> like on a suspension level at school that next day, I would not be allowed to leave the house just by proxy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Lauren is suiting up. And I have to keep track of both of you, goddammit. <laughs> she went full Valkyrie for this cosplay mm-hmm. and everything, which was super tight. I mean, it was mm-hmm. one of those things. It's like again, like it was when, so like, badass. When cosplayers fucking shine, dude, it's just like yes, 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 <laughs> it, like a hundred percent. And so like we're getting ready for Halloween, like full blown mode. And I guess like because we'd had that conversation at school with her and her like cohorts or like lackeys right, or whatever. Right. And like this was there was gonna be a party. Yeah, she did that whole hard sell with mom. I don't drink. You know what I mean? I'll be right, home at a certain right. point and everything. And it's like, well, your outfit's a little bit revealing. Yeah, but like I drew it up for you and you approved of it. Well, seeing it on paper and seeing it on my daughter are two different things. Right. You know, and like, it's like, I, listen, <laughs> it's Halloween. She's clearly a senior in high school. You know what I mean? It's time. I don't remember when dressing up was about dressing slutty. And I was just like, you don't know anything about Halloween. Look, the point of Halloween is that. Right. Like anybody that argues that at this point, dude, you're uh, like, I'm sorry. I can't, I, I can't help you. I don't know what kind of moral ambiguity exists in Halloween for you or what you hope to achieve in any of that. But like straight up, like it, like let's go. So while all this is happening, we kind of have like this scene with Allison where there's like a van outside of her house and I've talked to people about it already and they're like, how does Art the Clown have a van? I'm like, because he fucking kills people. How does Art the Clown have anything? <laughs> how does he have more bullets? Right. Because he fucking <laughs> took them. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so he goes up and he's like trying to trick or treat at Allison's home. Yeah. And Allison's like, are you fucking serious? You're a little bit too old for this shit, my guy. <laughs> I'm a 17 to 45 year old. <laughs> <laughs> and she closed the door on him. And then we hear the doorbell ring again. She comes out. She's like, dude, are you fucking serious? Closes the door again. And then we start to hear the loud bang on the door. Mm -hmm. And she goes back out. She's like, here's your fucking candy and throws it at Mm -hmm. him. Mad disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. You don't don't disrespect art. No. (laughs) (laughs) And she sees in his plastic bag, which if you've listened to the last episode is one of my biggest issues already. Because this man is like saws and knives and scissors and like yeah. all these sharp objects just sitting in a contractor bag. Skyrim <laughs> levels of inventory of <laughs> weapons that they're bringing along. <laughs> and it just, like for me it just punctures the fucking bag but yeah. I guess for art it's fine because he's hefty, magic. Hefty, hefty, <laughs> hefty. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs> so, so then she kind of tells him to fuck off and everybody's like oh he's gonna die. Yeah. So we cut to you know later on that night and she like goes downstairs because she hears some sort of crash and she had tried to call Sienna earlier. It, th- this was actually really funny. I thought this was really yeah. clever from Damien Leone where she tries to call Sienna. Sienna doesn't answer. She leaves her phone on her like vanity and as she's going downstairs, Sienna calls her again, but she doesn't see it because she's going downstairs. She goes downstairs and it's like, this is probably the most Halloween scene in the entire movie where she goes downstairs, the uh, door that is glass, it's one of those sliding glass doors, yeah. it's just shattered. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm always like, I would absolutely never have that. No. There, There's no, then this is exactly fucking why. 
So she walks in and she's just like, oh my god, I can't fucking believe that this happened. And then Art, <laughs> Art just walks in from side stage and just fucking starts pouring himself a glass of water. He's done. You always got to stay hydrated. Listen, I'll tell you what he's not pouring himself a glass of. And that's fucking White Claw Surge Blackberry. <laughs> which is what I'm sipping on right now. This is a fucking disaster, dude. <laughs> That is 8% of fucking hardcore shit. Holy shit, this is bad. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and bad it was. Uh, so we get to... I, one thing I really like about Art is he'll jump into the run yeah. very quickly. So, like, uh, Al, Allie's like, oh my god! She turns around and Art's like, bah! It just fucking runs down behind her. And I'm not gonna lie, for those of you who are listening to this and those of you who plan on watching this movie... This is the most brutal scene in the entire movie. Yeah, I would agree. Because um, we have... Uh, there there are multiple... Like, Art doesn't fuck around when it comes to... It's not a one-shot, one-kill kind of mentality. You know what I mean? Nah, he's just waiting for the fuck around and find out, people. 100%. 100%. <laughs> so we, we get... We had, a, we had a, like, a chase up to the bedroom, you know, and everything. And it was like... There, there were multiple lacerations on the body. Uh, it began with a laceration through the face, through her eye and mm -hmm. everything. Uh, it turned into a scalping, which moved its way into like a severed limb that mm -hmm. started from breaking the bone and actually like just ripping the arm off and everything. I mean, it was fucking like, okay, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm here for like slasher shit, but like, goddamn, dude. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It, it, it was uh, slashes to say the least yeah. because it, it got to the point where this is my thing that compares to Terrifier 1 when they're sawing through the Bucci and yeah. going to the bottom <laughs> where like Allie was dead like four or five minutes yeah. into this scene mm. but instead it was prolonged and I get that it is very classic horror and there's mm -hmm. a lot of tropes that go along with Push that. Push it slightly over the edge of comfortability. Yeah, right, you exactly. Know. This and was a little bit farther. And like <laughs> I, like like you were alluding to earlier like if there was a sequence where people would have been stricken with like sickness in theaters yeah, and that yeah, kind of yeah. this is probably it. It culminates when Allie's mom comes home and makes her way upstairs and we have a classic like Oh my God, that's my daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, Art's <gasps> like, you know. <laughs> really cool thing. You pointed this out too. And if you want to speak more on this than what I can in my current state. <laughs> like, um, we had a really great use of practical and special effects here. Primarily yeah. practical effects. But this was like an animatronic thing that happened and that kind of thing. Sla not animatronic. That's probably the wrong word. But no, it was like no, it, that, that's correct. Okay, so uh, I'll I'll pick. Go up ahead and go. There. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. There's a point where Allie to the audience is dead. You know, we've got the slashes in the back. We've got fucking straps peeled mm -hmm. off of her, and like all of this fucking super gruesome shit. And we get the mom coming back. She's just like, uh, did you even hand out candy? Because there's still plenty of candy in the bowl kind of shit. It's like she there's a fucking yeah. thunderstorm going on outside. <laughs> like nobody's fucking trick-or-treating anymore. Which stops later, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was very, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like the bridge in Evil Dead 2. <laughs> Art's a rain dancer. <laughs> That is the whitest rain dancer I've ever seen. Yeah, black and white. But, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's <laughs> a dot does not make you black. <laughs> it, anyways, so, so when I saw this in theaters, there was 
a reference from uh, David Howard Thornton playing Art. Uh, and he was talking about the fact that he didn't know that when they killed Allie, that there was going to be animatronics to it. You know, because Damien Leone had done so much practical effects, which this also is at the end of the day. But he didn't realize that it was still, like, alive. Right. It's like, as, <laughs> right. the, as the mom comes in and goes, Mom! <laughs> Help me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And David Howard Thornton's like, that's so awesome! Yeah. No, and it was, because, like, this was, this was somebody who had been... Um, like you said, like stripped and lacerated and things like that. Half of her face is missing at this point. One eye is functioning. Her scalp is gone. She had bleach and, and salt, salt rubbed, rubbed in. into the wounds <laughs> and that kind of thing. And like, oh, holy fucking shit. Like, I would have like manifested my own death at that point. I would like, I'm just not going to wake up. You I'm know just what looking I mean? for a gun. <laughs> it's like, I'm not even trying to survive at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. We've already seen what plastic surgeons do and in I this universe. And I think that's what Damien <laughs> was looking for. Right. Well, yeah. he, he wanted that of just like that sympathy for the character sure right yeah but it was also an element of like shock like nah she should be dead that's fucking <laughs> funny you know what i mean and that's where like damien leon does a great job of like playing with the audience in the sense that like the audience is capable of analyzing humor in this incredibly you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like it's like it's so fucking funny yeah and, and, and it really is and they, he kind of transposes that later in the movie too yeah. because we get that scene of Sienna's already at the rave right. we find out that she's on fucking ecstasy right. which I called that so yeah. hard when I saw it the first Mommy time in Mexico. <laughs> right I was like I have not done a list of substances and I was like that girl is on X right now mm-hmm. she has not just been drinking since yeah. she's been here no and it was so cool to see you know the mom gets fucking blown away mm-hmm. Jonathan runs home because he sees the fucking pale girl and she's got the deadite eyes and yeah. he's like, man, yep. fuck this and runs back. Um, So we see mom get fucking blown away with a double barrel. Mm-hmm. And I know I talk shit about this in, in, in the first episode of the Terrifier. I do love a double barrel though. Yeah. <laughs> Birdshot. Buckshot. Her, her face was salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Which was perfect for... I don't even know what you want me to say right now. You're pointing at me like... It's, I don't... The, it's the taters, my guy. <laughs> nah, dude. All right, so here's the thing, man. Mashed potatoes are among my top five southern comfort foods. All right? <laughs> they might have been downgraded. And it's not even because it was like a visceral reaction or anything, but it was just fucking funny. Again, it's like one of those things for me where <laughs> Ding-a-ling. my boy Art has taken the time to set mom's corpse up in the chair <laughs> in the dining room in the dining room. You know what I mean? It's not even just any chair. It's in the dining room. And he brings in these like mashed potatoes that he had like made. And start stuffing her I don't fucking. I think he made them. Yeah, well, somebody made them. I think it was the mom. You think so? I think she you, made it earlier. You think he's just like, oh fuck, this is gonna be great. Wait till the boy gets in here. <laughs> this is gonna be amazing. You know, what I mean? start stuffing her uh, caved-in skull with the fucking mashed potatoes. It, again, it was just fucking funny because, like, this is my thing with Art the Clown, right? He is still a comedian at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, certainly a murderer, yes. But it's he a is. Joke. It's all a it's fucking joke. It's all a joke. fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
A hundred percent. If you don't get that, subscribe to our Patreon. A hundred percent. No, and like, it, it was just funny to me because like my boy Jonathan was just like, oh, it, we had like a couple of those like troll two kind of like levels of cuts. <laughs> where, oh, his hands are on his cheeks and everything. And he it's just slaps himself. Yeah, that's so fucking good. <laughs> So then we get Jonathan is trying to escape. He runs upstairs. He's trying to get the sword that didn't burn earlier. Yeah, this weirdly like Roman sword, right? It has some kind of like perhaps ancient kind of design to it. I think I actually just had a revelation think so? about this movie. Yes, I, I, I genuinely think yeah. I did. I think, so. you know, the law of if you show a a gun in the first act mm -hmm. it has to go off in the second act okay so we're in the second act okay we're shown the gun which is this sword mm -hmm. which we see do something ancillary in this movie mm -hmm. what if the third act is the third movie perhaps because i think i'll give you that I, I say that because from what i've seen in this movie so far if damien leone just makes it a trilogy. Yeah. Doesn't make it a saga. Mm -hmm. Doesn't go outside of that. I think it will be a beautifully imagined story. Mm -hmm. I do too. Because we all saw what happened to the Saw series. <laughs> once they made it past three. I know. And, and like, three like, was so like, good Like in like no fucking joke. Like I'm serious. Like Damon Leone. I, I know you've like paid attention to our shit on Instagram and things like that. But like I, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to be an artist. Yeah, but I yeah, also yeah. genuinely like believe in the concept of the trilogy and like containing yes. a story yes. and not exacerbating it beyond its charm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because don't this... be Hellraiser judgment. Yeah, you know? exactly. There are so many. Like I said, saw <laughs> there, there are so <laughs> many. The, the fact that we've had like 117 Halloween movies and we yeah. finally got to the end. This fucking October yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying like it's just one of those things for me where it's like we gotta call it when we gotta call it right mm -hmm. the lore that is starting to build here is palpable yes right yes and I wanted to hit as hard and as fast as it can mm -hmm. because that is the playthrough plus value mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. is like I will continuously watch this same thing if it hits the same way every time and when you follow that part of the formula that's what it does for me is it gives me that that outlet of like okay I'm gonna feel these emotions mm -hmm. every time that I watch this movie this movie e exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah and right now Terrifier 2 is fucking doing that mm -hmm. for me yeah and even when I watched it with you earlier after watching it in the theatrical, mm -hmm. like, it fucking hit the same mm -hmm. way. Yeah, which <laughs> is a mark of great writing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So don't falter on Don't that. fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> you got lightning in a bottle here, my boy. You know God what I'm saying? God damn it, Larry, stop pointing that gun at my dad. A hundred percent. And there's this meltdown at the party from Sienna's point of view, right? Mm -hmm. Sienna has she seen the, the, pale, the girl. pale girl and everything, and we are in like full like fight or flight mode. This is like the third or fourth or fifth weird thing that's happened tonight over the course of the past couple of weeks for Sienna, or past couple of days, I should say. And it's time to evacuate, right? Right. So Brooke and Brooke's boyfriend decide to drive her home. We'll figure it out. Brooke, however, is not pleased with this. Yeah, so because and she starts gaslighting her in this mm -hmm. fucking car. She's like, "What the fuck was that, Sienna?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, she had an issue because she is already on Xanax." Yeah, and 
unbeknownst to her, you put her on fucking ecstasy. Yeah. And I got to tell you, not from personal experience, uh, MDMA does some serious shit to your brain. You're also a piece of shit for, like, giving somebody drugs that didn't, like, voluntarily. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're also a piece of shit. I don't know. After a while, you get used to it. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to stand by my guns on that no, one. No, I, I, I don't you disagree. Can, you, can't, you can't drug people for the sake of a good time. <laughs> it doesn't matter what your opinion on that is. You know what I I'm saying? I would like to like, fucking point out that I have not been the drugger. Of course you haven't. But, no, but no. the drugs. <laughs> I am directing this towards Brooke, not you. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. It's just and, one of those like weird, like awkward, you know what I mean? Like, okay, you fucked your friend up and you're mad at her for like not being able to handle her drugs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, that's kind of your bad at the end of the day. Right. You know? So yeah. Brooke, boyfriend, and Sienna are all driving back to supposedly Sienna's house. Sienna gets a call from what we thought was Jonathan, mm-hmm. but apparently is actually her or it's actually the pale girl. Yeah. Which is weird for us because you see in the movie that she is a projection of art's mentality, which makes it a little bit weirder, but also like... Super fucking sick at the same time. It does, because it's like, okay, is this a supernatural element that Mm -hmm. we're kind of fucking adding to this? Because, Because of the concept of the mime. Yeah. And that his projection of another version of Torment... Or another vessel for torment had the ability to project voice, well, which be- is so cool to me. Well, and also the voice that they project is Jonathan. Is a like, loved one. Yeah, John- is a loved one. Well, well, Jonathan did do the voiceover for that, mm-hmm. and it was really funny to watch the pale girl kind of like work at- that out yeah. from an actress standpoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for being like fucking twelve years old, yeah. she fucking nailed yeah. it. She absolutely nailed I see. it. <laughs> I see. I see Wiener. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we get into we have our mission now, yeah, right? Like, we're, like we're, we're yeah. going to the park, mm-hmm. and the park. Sienna is like, okay, well, I'm gonna go find my brother. I guess you guys can stay here and fuck or whatever you yeah. plan on doing. Which they planned on doing. Which they did plan on doing. Yeah. And this was like one of the cuter coke scenes that I've seen in a movie. Mm. Where <laughs> very playful. It was very playful. Uh, the boyfriend is just like, uh, well, have you ever done coke before? And she's just like, yeah, but I didn't like it. And he was like, yeah, but do it because we're going to have sex. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> right. <laughs> and, and they do. You like it and now. they start making out. And Brooke is just like, I'm not, I just want to know where Sienna is, which like, I get that you're like trying to be a final girl, but you're really fucking not. (laughs) Your your bid for candidacy has been seen. (laughs) Yeah. So the boyfriend gets out, he walks around the backside, and this is actually, I'm going to talk about this for a second. This is one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, Just because of the way they leave it. Yeah. (laughs) Because he walks around the outside and uh, Brooks just kind of hang out in the car and he just, ah! Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, fuck. You scared me. And she locks yeah. the car and she's just like, oh, that's so crazy. What if I poured your Coke into your ashtray in the fucking car? Which like, and I, 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 like my girl's about to pull out, fucking pour out $80. That's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> not speaking from experience. That was a lot of cocaine, my guy. 
That's so, a weird flex. Yeah so, yeah, so she does kind of subside to that, and the boyfriend goes to the back of the car, and he goes to take a piss. And this is the most savage thing I've seen from Art through this entire mm-hmm. fucking movie, is he just starts ransacking this dude's sack. Like, <laughs> yeah, right in the cockpit. Yeah, right, right in the fucking cockpit. <laughs> and it's so funny, because as he's stabbing this dude in the dick, Brooke looks to the other side, which I get, uh, like, other side of the car, which I guess there is, like, you know, her breath in sure. the car. Sure, sure. Uh, they spelled uh, just the tip, which was the shirt that the boyfriend was wearing right. earlier. Mm-hmm. They spelled it backwards so that so we she the, could read it well, and that uh, we could read yeah, it. So yeah, so we as the yeah. audience could fucking read yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't read backwards. And she's uh. like, what the fuck is happening? And you just see Art like fi- come up over the back windshield and he's still just stabbing Homeboy in the mm. penis. Dude, he hit him like 20 times in the dick. Like twenty times. I couldn't even imagine. No. I could not even imagine being stabbed in the wiener. At Just that kill point. me. Yeah. You fucking coward. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're gonna come at my dick twenty times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Help me, Cassius. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, she, she finally she scoots over to the driver's seat, which does make sense because she's trying to like fucking drive away, but she doesn't know how to drive because right. she doesn't know how to turn a car yeah. on. Yeah. So Art comes up to the side after stabbing Homeboy in the dick like twelve times and fucking breaks the window out. He pulls her out. She has lacerations on her leg, mm-hmm. and she, she's like battling him for a minute and just fucking kicks him in the face. There's one thing we know about Art. Art doesn't like being kicked in the face. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Art whether, does not whether it's, like the struggle. Whether it's his I own. I guess that's the difference uh-huh. between him and I. <laughs> da, 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 da. So we uh, <laughs> we know that Art doesn't like it when people pull on his hat and sm- snap it into his nose. You know what I'm saying? Like any like version of like you say the struggle, mm-hmm. right? Is not like I, we were already like, oh, she's fucking dead. <laughs> she's not gonna make it. It was the same way. I can't remember what the blonde girl's name from Terrifier One was. Cochran. It was like D something. Dawn. Yeah. Dawn. We yeah. got there. Yeah. <laughs> like we were like, Dawn's fucking dead. So like we're having that same thing with Brooke right now. We're like, oh, Brooke's fucking dead. But we get a little bit of a chase scene too. She does make it yeah. hard despite having like the laceration on the leg and granted it was running a like a deep one. It was a fucking it deep was deep, one. but it wasn't hitting an artery and it mm-hmm. was su- it was such that the muscles and like I, I like I'm an anatomic guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was such that yeah, she Yeah, we watched Terrifier one. She could continue moving on that leg with mm-hmm. like little resistance from the yeah. aside from like the pain, but like the muscles wouldn't fail her at that point, right? <laughs> Sorry. And, and, and I loved, I don't know that this was an intentional illusion, but when she gets yeah. up and she uh, saunters away, mm-hmm. I guess, there is a scene where she's walking into this giant red lighting. So they're in a carnival right now. They're in like a borderline horror carnival. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it felt so much like Hellfest, mm-hmm. where it's like you're just looking for your out. <laughs> it reminded me of the uh, theme park in The Killing Joke. Yeah, actually. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or it's just a little macabre. It's yeah, just a little yeah, over yeah, the yeah. top. As she's screaming and she's walking down this corridor in the red lighting and all that kind of stuff, she's like, 
Sienna! <laughs> Sienna's like, oh my god, is that Brooke? I'm like, yeah, there's yeah. probably no, there is no one else that's here right now. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, Brooke finds herself in the bathroom. We talked about this in the first Terrifier. Where Dog. She walks in. Bro, and, I was so hoping, I was so hoping that shit wasn't on the wall. <laughs> Because I wanted to believe there was a redemption arc in here somewhere from a boy art. Redemption shit. <laughs> she fell on her knees and cried, run for cover. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, baby, don't look back. We gotta run, run for, for cover. cover. And that's what I felt. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at this, and I had seen this before Eric did, and yeah. I felt so bad being like, hey, you remember the acid <laughs> from the first scene? Mark that. <laughs> so this is, this. I, I, I am guilty of this. I did double check this on IMDb ahead of time. Okay. The type of acid that was in that bottle would have melted that bottle because I was curious. <laughs> and it is listed on a goof on Damien, IMDb. what the fuck? Gotta get your bottles right. Gotta, gotta sort out your acid before Popping you throw it. bottles in the ice. Man, and so Getting it slizzard. was one of those things. It was a little bit, like, I'm not even gonna fucking, like, front. Like, I had an immersion break here or anything like that. But it Oh, was of, yeah, we didn't fucking know. It was, I'm not a chemist. It was, no, but it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know that they keep acid in glass all the time. You know what I mean? Like, especially the kind that can fucking melt faces, <laughs> right? Which he did. <laughs> he, he slung it, mm. right? <laughs> So wanging. So wanging. And that's effectively when we're going to go ahead and Mark Brooke is dead, right? Yeah, There's a couple of yeah, other yeah. things that happen and that kind of thing. I she think, gets beat by like a fucking yeah. table mm -hmm. leg. Because art doesn't fuck around. Art, art is the master of like the quintuple tap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's not even. You've been dead for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. He loves this shit, right? <clears throat> um, right about this time though, Sienna mm -hmm. happens upon the scene right yeah and this is kind of where we find her as and i had told eric i was like this is where we really see the plot development and her as a final girl there are plot development points throughout the movie mm -hmm. i'm not gonna front on that damien leone did do, did do a very good job of that and as we see her walk in it was just one of those things where we were ready for like the final battle yeah but it felt like that point where she needs to get beat down a little bit first mm -hmm. before she comes A little back. bit more suffering. Gotta have yeah. the hero's journey. Yeah, yeah, because... And there was a very interesting scene. And I'm very curious as to if Damien Leone is going to cover this in the next movie. Mm -hmm. The fact that Art didn't immediately kill her. Right. And the reason I say that is because Jonathan was there, but Jonathan's kind of a little punk bitch. I love the actor, but like that's just kind of how he was written. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so sort of an unassuming... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. you have Sienna being like, oh my God, Jonathan, run away. Sienna gets the brakes beaten off of her, mm -hmm. and then Art just leaves to go fucking kill Jonathan. Right. Right, and it's we like, have a couple of theories as to why. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get to that yeah, here yeah, in yeah. just a minute, uh, which we're gonna hurry this up a yeah, little yeah. bit. But you know, we get to the point where Sienna winds up fighting Art. She winds up getting kicked through this fucking table. She winds up in this glass fucking David Blaine box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And it's just like, can you survive the this? The human body can withstand <laughs> drowning for no more than four minutes. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, it's, so it's all this shit and that kind of thing. While Art is doing his thing and like everything is happening. He's actually eating Jonathan at he this point. He is eating Jonathan at this point. Sienna, however, in her like drowning chamber, for the lack of a better yeah. way of putting it. Uh, I that do want to. so hot. I do want to. <laughs> I do want to note that. Art did use the sword to stab Sienna yes. to send her into yes. because this is important for the sake of understanding that when Sienna was in this chamber, she had another vision of the same clown cafe scene from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I think she was in it. I think she was in it this time. I think she was in it. I, I this, do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she was in it the first time, but we'll get yes. into that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was a moment where you had you had this crazy fucking like it wasn't even eighties it was like seventies special effects yes. on the sword Ooh. and on her wound where it sort of starts He Man glowing. <laughs> it's like if anybody's ever played Legend of Zelda back when you could like shoot like energy out of the sword like prior to Ocarina of Time and shit like that you know uh, that's what happened a hundred percent linked to the past. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Thank you. It's okay. Um, That's my favorite Zelda game. I know it is. I know it is. I'm glad you got to carry that point for us. But she emerges, draws the sword, and goes full combat mode. Mm -hmm. And again, like the the only thing, because it was partially to do with the fact that she was dressed the way that she was. Yeah. All I'm thinking is Wonder Woman. Yeah. All, all that I'm yeah. thinking is like, and maybe not even Wonder Woman, but like Valkyrie. Like yeah. like redemption shot. I am become death kind of <laughs> character. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was, am the opus. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I am the motherfucker that invented the nuclear bomb. I am here to be that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I am the one who searches and destroys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was so I am sick Metallica. because we got that moment of a final girl that I haven't witnessed in a very long time. Yes. A very long time. The pure, crazy-eyed fucking, I am mm -hmm. here to kill you and I am not going to die mm -hmm. in this moment with a sword. Right. Okay. Go. So when she comes yeah. back from that, this is like one of the most ultimate final girl... Actually, it's not before this. Because uh, she gets into this fight before. Yeah. She has a fight prior yeah. to and after this sequence. When she's getting yeah. whipped by Art and protecting her brother. Crawls over her brother's body who is being whipped and that kind of thing and chooses to take that. She accepted death. A hundred percent. She was 100%. like, I could get lacerated at any point mm -hmm. that I am not going to make this mm -hmm. anymore. I am not going to let my brother continue taking this punishment for better or worse. I refuse to accept a life I do not deserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the way Lauren portrayed that, mm -hmm. I felt something. This is and closer I, I, to action drama than it is horror at this yes. point for me. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this is this is where the writing begins to really truly shine from a storytelling standpoint. But certainly from breaching what David Leon has has done from the beginning of this. Yeah. All expectations of a slasher. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And this is where I'm like, oh fuck, we're it's really gonna go down this route. We're really gonna when go you down. Look at one. When you look at one, yeah. this is a completely different story. 
there isn't a final girl. Let you no, like, yeah, no. you can look at Scafidi. Technically, but, somebody that's female survives, but are they a final girl? Yeah, you no, know what I mean. And, uh, yeah, I don't put Victoria in yeah. the final girl. I don't put her in that series because she's not right because she's part of the horror now. Yeah, she's someone that's been transfigured into something. I don't want to say greater than herself because that feels weird. But perhaps like another level of the character. It, yeah, exactly, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you look at Lauren and she is portraying Sienna as something that has become something greater than herself. Right. And that's what was really cool about this story was like Terrifier 1 didn't give us that. Mm. The complete hero arc is but, here. But this movie did. The complete hero arc is here because everybody knows that part of that hero's journey is it has to come to a climax in the sense that that person is willing to sacrifice themselves mm-hmm. for the ones that they love. Right. Yes. That has to happen at some point in the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Right. So when she takes up the sword after she goes underwater, after she has her again, fever Mm -hmm. dream slash like alternate reality, dimensional bullshit comes back out with a purpose, with a glowing sword and fucking continues to kill, like beat the fuck down on art, uh, art and everything culminating to a decapitation. Right. I was going to say, because the way art, the, the way David Howard Thornton accepted that decapitation, he just yeah. did the, the fucking cheese yeah. uh-huh. smile yeah. to, and like, oh, this which man is, which offered is his an, neck. He offered his neck to this girl. Which is an illusion, not an illusion. That is an <laughs> allusion to what's coming later. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So. Art, for all intents and purposes, is killed in this sequence by CN. Right? And, he, and he knows Sienna. that. And, yeah. and he knows that. And he knows. Right. The willing, again, a willing sacrifice of a villain is also equally valid. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so this this is this is where I start getting a little, like, fucking erect. <laughs> from, like, from, like, like. Oh, is this point? Well, it, yeah. It, it the, the, my love of. Um, epic storytelling, yeah. and I'm not talking yeah, about yeah. like from an adjectival standpoint. I'm talking like from a, from yeah, a hundred percent. It is an epic at this yeah. point. This is effectively good versus evil embodied in these encapsulations of one versus one. This is soul on soul mm-hmm. kind of bullshit that I am fucking addicted to <laughs> from a fantasy storytelling standpoint. Absolutely, and so I'm all in at this point, right? And I just feel like this point of the story was such a gift to the audience Mm -hmm. because there's a point where like and i know i did it when i watched it Mm -hmm. and i was like okay well we didn't cover this 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 and this and at the end of the day i was like okay well we had a semi-contained story until the end Mm -hmm. you know because there's a hard cut for sienna saving jonathan and then we go right into the credits and then we go to the credits and we we meet Chris Jericho. Holy shit. What a cameo. That yeah. <laughs> when I saw that the first time, I was like, What's this dude been up to? I was like, I He looked great. He well <laughs> Like uh, no, like in all seriousness, like for retired wrestler like standards, you sure. know what I'm saying? I was yeah, like, holy yeah. shit, like he looks like Chris Jericho. <laughs> He doesn't look like Vince Neal. Looks like Vince ne- looked like Vince Neal. You know, yeah, Vin- <laughs> twenty Vince, years ago. Vince Neal doesn't you, even look like Vince. You know what Neal. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> uh, like Molly Crew boys rise up. Yeah. Anyway, like, my point is that holy shit, Chris Jericho's here. 
But we we hit this point in the movie where we have the the Marvel cutscene mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, what's coming for the next movie? And obviously we have the fact that art is dead. So we have like uh, Victoria from the first Terrifier movie. She's bleeding out of her booty, and <laughs> she's trying to yes, she's trying to write all of this different shit on the wall. It's like bitch and cunt and slut mm-hmm. and all this fucking weird shit. And then the nurse that is not Chris Jericho walks up to the the door, and it's just like. Her protruding belly, right? Well, inside of the protruding belly, she's actually holding Art's head at this point. And Art has, like, this giant fucking spine coming out of him. It felt like some Attack on Titan kind of shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I don't understand where this is going. And Art is, you know, fucking making kissy faces and whatever at the nurse. But that's kind of our movie, right? Mm -hmm. Hard cut. So I have a couple questions at this point. Because now that we are at the end of this movie, right? Mm-hmm. I I have like probably like two main things that are weighing on my brain. Okay, I, so I feel like they're very similar to my questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first one is who is Art in mm-hmm. relation to this family? And I guess it's kind of the same question, right? Right. Because who is this family in relation to Art? Right. Because Jonathan had this book this whole time with like quote unquote like no pun intended because this is how it was presented to us as <laughs> artwork art <laughs> of art, yeah. right? You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Perhaps, and references to one. So that's obviously where he got his name. He is art, right? You know what I'm saying? And like, how did he come into play in relation to like what dad? Mm-hmm. gone dad that doesn't have anything to do with this sure like how did he come into play from imagination slash experiential circumstances <laughs> you know what i'm saying um i have a couple theories if you have questions i guess go yeah. ahead and go yeah. now and like we'll talk about our theories and that kind of thing but yeah the the few things i will get into is what is sienna and jonathan's relation to art mm-hmm. which we do have some theories about yeah um, I think the only other part of this that I'm really curious about is what is the driving force behind art? And I don't actually mean what is his motive because his motive is killing people. I'm totally. not, I'm not stupid. No. I'm, I'm just curious as to like, he doesn't have a method to this madness. What is the thing that makes him so that he blows his brains out yeah. and comes back? Mm-hmm. You know, it was the, we'll, we'll get into the theories again here in a minute, but there, there's, can we, can we actually do our ratings because. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go into ratings. Let's start here. Cause this feels like final thoughts to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, so, totally. So okay. I'm going to go ahead and say that this movie was an 8.5 for okay. me, which I ranked higher than No Way Home. Yeah. Uh, I think this movie was fucking incredible. I think that there was so much that it gave us for a sequel to a horror movie that has not been done in a very long time. Like you pick up really any fucking saga mm-hmm. and you put like the first one and the second one next to each other. This is one that transcends the first Th- one. This is this is like and I almost hesitate to like throw this comparison out here because it's not a comparison, it's just like a metaphor, right? It's yeah. just a this is A New Hope versus Empire Strikes Back. To I think me. this is better. That's that's what my point is. <laughs> that's kind of what my point is. Is that like Empire Strikes Back is 
infinitely better mm-hmm. as a film than A New Hope was. Right. You know, in terms of explorative content, in terms yeah. of like yeah, yeah, yeah. expanding on characters and lore and things like that. This, that like Terrifier as a franchise will never be bigger than Star Wars, and that's why I'm hesitant to make that comparison. That's okay. They made but 10 times their fucking, budget already. Well, and so, like, probably Empire did too. So, like, who get, maybe I'm just fucking wrong. <laughs> who knows? But, like, man, this is one of those for me where it's like, I had expectations leading up to this. Yeah. This superseded everything yeah. that I had in mind for what I wanted from this film. Mm-hmm. From from the from the sequel to it was just like it was it was like a holy shit of yeah. like it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like I remember like we were talking earlier about me being put off by like that two hour and twenty six minute dude, it didn't feel like a two hour and twenty six minute yeah. long movie. It didn't. It felt like a self contained like if you saw the original, that's great. But it's also like if you're picking up from here, that's great. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It was crazy Leo how did well an it was amazing done. Amazing job of that. He it did was an amazing crazy. job of being like, and I think he knew too that this yeah. was going to do at least slightly better mm-hmm. than the original Terrifier. So when he made this movie, he was like, "This has to be able to pick up people that are being brought here by your friends." Yeah. Totally. Right, and he had that in mind, and that's fucking incredible. It is, and I, my rating. I'll let, let me go ahead and give you my like hard and fast number. I'm thinking like an eight and a half, and if the third, oh, so movie, we matched. <laughs> I, so if the third movie is sick as fuck, this is probably creeping into nine territory for me. Ooh. So like, and I'm not fucking that. So <laughs> I'm not exaggerating for the sake of one upping you at any like means or whatever. Oh, I don't this is far and away the most fun I've had watching a horror movie. Probably since I started. Or watching. probably a movie. No, like if this homie, is the case. like I'm, I'm just going to say it. Probably since I started watching horror movies, mm-hmm. this movie was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. The fact that the emphasis was placed on Barbarian, mm-hmm. Halloween ends, Smile, things like that, and not Terrifier too. Y'all, y'all fucking missed out. Y'all mm-hmm. fucking missed out if you didn't see this movie. Find a way to fucking get it and watch it. It is that fucking good. Mm-hmm. It is one of it's. It's not only like top five horror for me. Like I'm just gonna, like throwing it out there. Like top five horror for I'm me. Excited for this. I'm but it's like it's gen, it's genuinely like probably like in among my favorite movies of all time. First impression, taking it for what it is. This movie fucking rocked, dude. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. It was hilarious when it had to be. It was scary when it had to be. Mm-hmm. It was gross. It was definitely brutal. The actors that played in this movie, David Howard Thornton and Lauren Lavetta, crushed their roles. Damien Leone fucked this movie in the ass. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> he absolutely like delivered like one like I'm geeking you know what I'm yeah, saying it's absolutely. just it's one of those things for me where like I don't get this way about movies very often but it hit the same way that it, like like you compared No Way Home right it hit the same way for me that seeing like Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield <laughs> and Tommy McGuire. McGuire fucking swinging Spider-Man into the moonlight over the Statue of Liberty where it's just that yes you know what I'm saying <laughs> like kind of moment it was so good and it's 
like I have a soft spot for slashers. I'll grant that, right? Sure. I I'm, don't think you're wrong though. I'm getting into nine territory for this one. Ooh. I genuinely am getting into nine territory. If the third one fucks, you know what I'm saying? Like if the third one fucks, my boy, like that's what I'm that's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. This movie was a master class of slasher horror. So, it absolutely was. So I'll ask you, because I obviously did the first Terrifier movie with you. <laughs> uh, you talked a lot about if the second one was good, yeah. your score would change. So yeah. what do you see Terrifier 1 being at now? Yeah, it's it's north of 75 Wow. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Like it really is. It cuz I'm 7.6. <laughs> I'm starting to see the mid game unfold. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like once the end game comes out here, I'm going to see what this whole plan was all about, right? Right. I really want Damian Leon to know that like like it's like uh what was that thing from Django and Chain like you had my attention now you have my interest yeah. or something like that or you had my interest now you have my attention that's where I'm at right now like I uh, this is something that I genuinely am going to carry excitement for into the years that follow until yeah. three comes out if three comes out right three's gonna come out you know what I'm saying they made and, ten times their budget and it's just three's like okay <laughs> you got me you got me man mm -hmm. I'm saying this is somebody that hasn't ever thrown out an eight and a half or a nine on a movie on this podcast ever you have me abated <laughs> at this point you know what I'm saying and it's just like goddamn like I can't I can't say enough about what the first impression of this movie. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to go back and watch it again. Like that's normally our next question, <laughs> would you watch it again? Fucking yes, I would. <laughs> Let's go watch it again right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like goddamn you don't get movies like this all the time. You don't no, get these every no, year. You don't. you don't get these every five years. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, fuck, this was a masterpiece, dude. <laughs> you know? I'll, I'll pick it up from there. Go, bro. Uh, but I, I wholeheartedly agree. This is one of those movies where, like, you look at Wes Craven, you look at John Carpenter, you mm -hmm. look at George Romero, you yeah. look at all of these incredible movies, and... Part of me is like, is Damien Leone on that list? That's now? what I'm saying, bro. Because there's a point That's where what I'm, I'm saying. just like, not only does he fuck with the human emotion, he fucks with what we were trying to do all along. We Christopher Nolan wasn't Christopher Nolan until he became Christopher <laughs> Nolan. You know what I'm saying? I think we. Nah, he may have a mento. It was fine. But, <laughs> but I think we have that young stud coming up now. I, I, you know what I I'm saying? I wholeheartedly agree, and I think he's got an amazing team behind him. Yeah. Uh, because obviously, for Terrifier three, whenever they choose to and or like don't choose to make it you have lauren lavetta you have fucking uh howard or david howard thornton yeah you have that's I fucking love art the clown dude dude I'm that, telling. Was, that was that was the other one that i had like from terrifier one where you're like oh what do you think about terrifier one i was like dude if art the clown becomes like goaded for me we're going to be in like a different territory a hundred percent crushed it and one thing i want to point out because i know i could talk about lauren lavetta totally infinitely uh, but one thing I do want to talk about between Art or David Howard Thornton 
and uh, Damien Leone is their chemistry outside of Lauren Lavetta's chemistry with David Howard Thornton. Their chemistry is incredible. Yeah. Because I have never... And I, I commented on this on Terrifier 1 where Damien Leone would change the camera snap mm-hmm. to fucking art or David Howard Thornton and David Howard Thornton's just doing this still <laughs> yeah, pose dude. and he kills it and he did it in the first one and he did it with the sun, the sunglasses yeah. scene yeah. in the second one and I was like oh my god yeah. he's actually like yeah. he's actually the best <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying and like uh, like I'm gonna close my like we we can get into theories at this point I suppose but I think that's Patreon content I think that's Patreon content okay cool so I'm gonna close my like final thoughts on this movie yeah, yeah, yeah. with just saying Damien Leone you have lightning in a bottle right now you have a generational character in Art the Clown mm-hmm. you have immaculate talent around you in terms of the actors and actresses that you've employed your production crew the budget has gotten better the writing is what it is your vision is obvious to me <laughs> right you have lightning in a bottle here and what you do for 3 is what is going to like cement your name for me as one of the greats <laughs> And no I'm, hyperbole. Like no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm being a hundred percent real with that. It's what is going to cement you among the greats for me. And I one hundred percent agree. So yeah. I'll, I'll even go go ahead and say that like Damien Leone, this movie was absolutely incredible. One was amazing. The fact that you're taking this story to the next level is absolutely out of this world. I'm so excited to see where this grows. Mm-hmm. And I think we've already done our final thoughts. You've already said that you've seen it, that you would watch it again. You got people fucking puking in theaters, bro. Dude, <laughs> you fu- know what I'm, I'm saying? Come on, you. man. Come on, man. <laughs> you are the hype. You are him at this point, my boy. Yeah. So out to my Jersey boy. I would like to thank everybody for listening to another edition of Under the Floorboards. I would like to point out one more time that if you'd like to see any of our bonus content, including content about this episode, please join us at Under the Floorboards slash Patreon.com. And thank you so much for joining us where it creaks, it cracks, and we laugh with the creatures that go bump in the night.